This is Change Your Mindset Podcast, the podcast that helps change your life by helping change the mindset of the 99% into the 1% mindset. Here's your host, Adrian Gomez. Welcome to Change Your Mindset 100th podcast episode. Thank you for everyone who supports. Thank you for everyone who listens. I truly, from the bottom of my heart, really appreciate it. But we're not done here. We're just getting started. So let's keep grinding. Let's keep getting better to be the best version of ourselves. And change your mindset to change your life. So in this episode, we'll be talking about food shortage. Most people in America don't even know what that word means because they have so many opportunities to get food. Whether they go to the market, whether it's fast food, they have no problem getting food anywhere. The only time they experienced a food shortage was during COVID, when people wiped out markets. And another word for food shortage is food insecurity. So this is why this topic is important. So in the last three years, when it comes down to how many people can't find their next meal, according to World Food Program, 345 million people worldwide do not know where their next meal is going to come from. So you may say, what's the big deal about 345 million? Here's what the big deal about it is. It's doubled not in 20 years, not in 10 years, not in 5 years. It's doubled in 3 years. And why is it important? What does it have to do with the price of fertilizer? And what does it take to make fertilizer, nitrogen, phosphate, and you have to have potash? So you may be asking, who has that? Where do we buy that from? Does this have to do anything with Russia, Ukraine? Is that why this is taking place? Are wars hurting this? Wait till you see some of this data here, but it's something you need to know. And I'll give you this last thing to be thinking about. Before we get into the episode, an article just came out a couple of days ago. The most expensive Big Mac meal you want to buy in America at Connecticut McDonald's is over $18. The combo ends up costing that person buying it roughly $21. So you may want to learn a little bit about this food insecurity because what it takes to make it could affect the states. 70% of the world's hungry people living in areas afflicted by war and violence. 70%. Now let's get a little deeper. Since the beginning of the Russian invasion of Ukraine in February 2022, Ukrainian exports of grain have been severely disrupted for over four months. Russian military vessels blocked Ukrainian ports in the Black Sea between July 22nd and July 23rd. There was an agreement between the United Nations, Turkey, and Russia to allow exports via a safe maritime humanitarian corridor. In the Black Sea, over a thousand ships full of grain and other foodstuff left Ukraine from three Ukrainian ports. During the implementation of the initiative on July 17th of 2023, Russia announced its decision to end the Black Sea Grain Initiative. So meaning, they will not let them out. Then you can then, all of a sudden, they're like, nope, you can't do this. We're putting a stop to this. And this affects everybody. Because they're one of the biggest exporters of that product. Russia and Ukraine together accounting for one-third of the world's global wheat trade. 177% of global maize trade and almost 75% of global sunflower oil trade. And prior to Russia's invasion, Ukraine provided 11% of the world's wheat and 70% of corn. 
So since their invasion, the average price of shipping agriculture products increased from $30 to $200 a ton. That's 7x in two years. Less than two years. 7x. On February 24th, 2023, U.S. Department of Agriculture estimates that exports of wheat in the past six months have been approximately 30% lower than the prior year. Now, this is important because exporting matters to us. Exporting matters, there's certain products we don't have in America that we need from others. Watch what China is doing. China is maintaining its food sty stockpiles at a historical high level. Why is China hoarding their stuff? Why do they not want to play ball with other people? They're picking things up, but they're hoarding on everything else. The WFP predicts that by 2023, there will be a shortage of wheat and corn, which are two stable products in the food supply chain. The reports also estimate that these global food shortages will increase food prices and could even trigger a new global recession. And I'm going to read you a list of countries with bans on food exports. This is what you would see. Argentina, soybean oil, soybean meal, Algeria, pasta, wheat diverities, vegetable oil, sugar, Egypt, vegetable oil, maize, wheat, flour, oils, lentils, pasta, beans, India, wheat, Indonesia, palm oil, palm kernel oil, Iran, potatoes, eggplant, potatoes, onion, Kazakhstan, wheat, wheat flour, Kosovo, wheat, corn, flour, vegetable oil, salt, and sugar, Turkey, beef, mutton, goat meat, butter, cooking oils, and for Ukraine, wheat, oats, millet, and sugar. Russia, sugar, sunflower seeds, wheat, mezlin, rye, barley, and maize. For Serbia, wheat, corn, flour, oil. And for Nisa, fruits, vegetables. And for Kuwait, chicken meat products, grains, and vegetable oils. So earlier I talked about the Black Sea Grain Initiative between Russia and Ukraine. Where it's like, hey... We got to get kind of the exporting going again. So during the Russian-Ukraine conflict, grains and oil seeds and wheat quickly went up. From 220 all the way up to 360 or from 260 all the way up to 340. This is not good for everybody else. And then they come up with a deal. Once they come up with the deal, what happens to the prices with the Black Sea Grain Initiative? It decreases. And what does Russia do on January 17th, 2023? They end the initiative. If you look at trends, these numbers should be going back up. So that isn't looking good. So on top of that, the other thing we need to look at is fertilizer price. Why price of fertilizers is going up and why do many farmers in America can't afford to buy fertilizers to produce more food. They need that. If they don't have fertilizer, they cannot produce food. In 2019, the pricing was less than 100 for fertilizer. In 2020, 
less than 30, 40 bucks in 2021. There was moments it hits super, super low. 2022, and then today, 157 is what we're looking at. Compared to where we were before, and these prices are not necessarily slowing down anytime soon. So where does fertilizer come from? From one is nitrogen. Nitrogen is primarily produced in the United States. Only takes natural gas. And we've got plenty of that. Adding that there, significant nitrogen production plants scattered throughout the Midwest, Southern Plains, and Gulf Coast areas. So one way to see it is it's got a correlation with gas prices. Natural gas prices. If gas prices go up, nitrogen is going to go up because they kind of correlate with each other. So you may say, who cares if we can do it ourselves? Why are we worried about nitrogen? Well, I'm just telling you, that's one area we're okay with. So production volume of nitrogen fertilizer worldwide in 2008. I'll read off the countries. China, 20,943. United States, 13,617. India, 13,337. Russia, 9,430. Indonesia, 3,660. Egypt, 3,423. Canada, 3,369. And this source is from the National Fertilizer Industry Association, World Bank. So the second one is phosphates. The majority comes from Florida, with a small volume imported from Saudi Arabia, Israel, and Jordan. Countervailing duties on Morocco and Russia have slowed imports from those countries. So the production volume of phosphate fertilizer worldwide in 2018 is China with 17,605, United States 4,600, India 4,591, Russia 3,760, Morocco 3,715, Brazil 2,132, Saudi Arabia 1,477, and others 8,758. But when you look at potash, this is a problem. 90% of the potash that's used in the Midwest comes from Canada on rail cars. Only three countries in the world have significant amounts of potash. Canada, Russia, and Belarus. Matter of fact, if you look at the leaders bulletin, number one is Canada, number two is China, number three is Belarus, Number five is Germany. Number six is Israel. Number seven, Jordan. Number eight, Chile. Number nine, Laos. Number 10, Spain. So United States is some on the list were the 11th, on some were 15th, and some others were 13th. But we're not even the top 10. So notice, since China is second on the list, if you go to 2021, right before the war, look where China is at. So number one is Canada. Number two is Russia. Number three, Belarus. And then number four 
is China. So what's the problem? Belarus and Russia aren't doing anything right now because of the war. So that's why China just boom and bumps the other two out and goes to second place. This is why the Russia Ukraine is causing food insecurity in different parts of the world. So now this gets you thinking about farmers' finance is on the line. Because at the end of the day, they need to go to work and they need to be able to make money. If there's no incentive for them, why are they going to do what they're going to do? And they need money to go buy this stuff to produce what they're producing. A report from the University of Missouri found that net farm income in the state is projected to decrease by 14% this year. And the U.S. Department of Agriculture anticipates national farm income to fall by 19%. Meanwhile, farmers' input costs have increased since 2020, 55%. It's a lot of money. 55% is increased. So to break it down, that increase here is what it looks like for fertilizer accounts. For about a third of those annual costs, and it now costs farmers nearly 73% more than it did in 2020. But farmers continue to buy because they don't have a choice. It offers a good return on investment. So if you're listening, you're probably saying, man, these guys are getting killed in America. But that's because they have the dollar. Imagine other countries where their currency is getting devalued month after month. Imagine what they're dealing with. Their numbers are not 73%. It's more than 73%. This is in America we're talking about. So the second factor for food insecurity is drought. South America is experiencing a severe drought for the third consecutive year. The worst in a century. Probably due to La Nina phenomenon that has persisted since 2020. And that source is from carbonbrief.org. The countries most affected are those to produce a significant amount of food for the world. Argentina, Brazil, Paraguay, and Uruguay. In 2021, these four countries accounted for approximately 13% of global food and fiber exports. And that source is from wilsoncenter.org. They lead the commercialization of soybeans, soybean meal, and pellets, soybean oil, frozen beef, cellulose, cane sugar, poultry, and coffee, and account for a significant share of the global supply of wheat, fish fillets, pork, chilled beef, wine, fruits, and fruit juice. Next factor, which we love, but it's a problem. Why? Just in time. You've heard of just in time before. It's a great thing, but there's some problems behind it. Let me explain. A just in time inventory system is a management strategy that has a company receive goods as close as possible to when they are actually needed. This inventory system minimizes inventory and increases efficiency. This allows manufacturers to not be left with unwanted inventory. If an order is canceled or not fulfilled, for just-in-time manufacturing to succeed companies must have steady production, glitch-free plant machinery, and reliable suppliers. Look, there's a lot of pros, obviously. It's got a lot more pros than cons. But when we have an inventory issue or ships are getting stuck at Panama Canal because they have problems or it's going to take long, this is problematic 
for that. And that's the season today. So adjusting time is great when everything is moving smoothly. It's not doing it today. So look, final thoughts on this topic here. Am I sitting here telling you to go, you know, stockpile a bunch of food and just kind of be worried about the world coming to an end? The United States is probably going to be the last country that's going to, you know, feel the residual effects of this. But you should be prepared for it. To not be prepared for anything is foolish. Just like I talked about the last podcast episode, if we go World War III, you should prepare. You never know. If the time does come, you will be happy and glad that you did prepare. While other people have no idea what's really going on in this world, those people will be suffering. But you won't because you went out there to seek information and education. That's going to be it for this podcast episode. As always, I appreciate you guys over listening. This is the 100th episode. And I'm going to keep going and grinding to provide you with the best information for you to succeed and for you to be the best version of yourself. And of course, to know what's going on in this world. Thank you, Patreon member Blade262 for being a Patreon member and supporting this podcast. If you'd like to be a Patreon member as well, the link is in the description below. As always, please subscribe and share with others because it helps grow this podcast and gets the message out more than I can ever do by myself. And I truly appreciate it. Thank you guys again. I wish you the best. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Change Your Mindset Podcast. Be sure to tune in every week for a new episode. As always, change your mindset to change your life.